What do you think happens when we die at Camp Reeves? Good day. A good day would be to sleep in, take a motorcycle ride. You know, you're gonna have to catch me. Walking the streets of the future is really going to be breathtaking. Good morning, and welcome back to Hanksy Panksy Honor Among Reeves, a podcast where two dumb idiot best friends absconded with Tom Hanks, purloined Dwayne Johnson, and are about to be absolutely mugged by Keanu Reeves. I'm Sam Siegel, and I'm stealing your heroin and replacing it with brown sugar. I was going to say that I'm stealing your evidence, which mm. seems pretty much like we're doing the same thing. Well, there's a lot to steal, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Also, uh, I liked the NPR style intro there. Hi yeah, guys. So, Welcome back to Hanksy Panksy. So here's the thing. Um, this is sort of a, a preview for what it'll be like after I come back from my break uh, after the wee baby Keanu comes. Mm-hmm. Because uh, at time of recording, my wife is still asleep. Really? And now, yes. Uh, we, we were awoken rather early by my cat because I had the audacity to speak at 4.30. Um and so you're probably thinking, oh, you're going to get like a more genial, more relaxing. No, that is not true. I'm still going to ca- talk about like cum and, and, and piss and, you know, fuck and, and all that stuff. I'm just going to have a calmer voice while I do it because I don't want to wake her up. Yeah, you don't. You definitely yeah. don't. So I guess the onus is on me to do the screaming. Usually you do the screaming. I mean, I can do a quiet scream like, ah. Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, yeah. Sorry, I was yeah, taking yeah. a big old swig of coffee because oh, no, uh, it's good. it's pretty early when we're recording this. I mean, not really for either one of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I have been up since four thirty this morning. Yeah, because of the aforementioned cat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Um. So, uh, Luke, obviously, we watched um. Two thousand eight <laughs> Street Street Kings. Sorry, I little brain fart there. Um. Look, how's your watch? Bifurcated. Yes, I'm I'm very curious to hear about your bifurcated watch here. Yeah, so I've had kind of a rough week at work. Mm-hmm. And then uh, took a day off yesterday. I might have to work today and tomorrow. Ooh. It's a holiday weekend for those uh, listening on Wednesday when this comes out. I'm sorry to interrupt you. It's very difficult to do a quiet raspberry. Mm. Quiet fart noise. It's it's pretty pretty tough, pretty tough. Yeah, uh, I appreciate you doing your best though. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyway, so comes time to watch this movie. Sam, I pull it down from Amazon. Uh, I go over to Jeffrey Bezos's shack, his post-divorce shack. Mm-hmm. Uh, I knock on the door. I say, "Hey, I would really like Street Kings," and he goes, "Street Kings." Uh, where? <laughs> and then he, like, it was just like a cartoon. He was throwing shit everywhere. Mm-hmm. Just DVDs, piles of DVDs in his shack as he's throwing them all over there. Um, Did he at any point bring you um, just a video of uh, streakings? Uh, he tried. Mm-hmm. And I did dissuade him because I said, no, 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 no. Although, put a pin in that. Yeah, I'll uh, need that after. I'll need that later. For so, a little bit of papa time. So, you know what I mean? <laughs> I appreciate you bringing this to the forefront, Jeffrey. Uh, but no, what I need is Street Kings. And mm. uh, eventually he did find it anyway. Booted it up. <laughs> Much to uh, Jeffrey's chagrin, I did pause and leave the movie after about an hour. Um, okay. Because okay. I was wondering when you dipped. Yeah, about an hour in. So I only had like okay. 45 minutes, 40 minutes yeah. left. Yeah, that's not that's not too bad. Uh, the logic being, Sam, this movie, spoiler alert, uh, is challenging um, in some ways. Yeah. yeah. So I dipped and uh, I played, uh, Disney came out with a card game. Mm -hmm. Uh, so I did sort my collection. Okay. Uh, like a real nerd. I've got a card binder showing up today, which I'm really excited about. Okay. Um, Okay. Going to store all my pretty, pretty Disney cardboard. Mm hmm. Uh, and then I went to sleep very early. 
About round about what time, my friend? Eight forty-five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is that is pretty early, my guy. That's when I crawled into bed. Um, yeah, I mean, I'd gotten up on Friday. I got up at five to start coding mm-hmm. for my job. So yeah. catching up on lost sleep here. Sure. And yeah. Burning the candle at both ends. So anyway, went to bed. Um. Yeah, man, and then finished it off this morning. It was just a lot at the time, and I needed... Papa needed a break. Papa needed some Papa time, huh? Papa needed a lot of Papa time. Really needed to simmer my meatloaf. About about six hours of Papa time, huh? About six, seven hours of Papa time. (laughs) Uh, A chill flight from coast to coast worth of of Papa time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To sort of recover. So anyway, I finished it this morning, and... Here I am, Sam. How was your watch? We ordered Pizza Hut. Oh, <laughs> okay. Hang on, really quick. Mm-hmm. Did you did you go uh, get the Pizza Hut, the, or did of you have the Pizza Hut delivered? Not okay. <laughs> this is a delivery situation, my friend. Why'd I'm you get Pizza it. Hut? You know, um, we didn't feel like cooking. We were a little tired. Because um, we're getting we're getting some new floors upstairs, and so we're we're uh, having to clear out a bunch of shit up here. And, yeah. Um, I've also been painting the nursery, and so that's been taking up a lot of time. And so we were just tired, didn't didn't feel like cooking. Yeah. And so I was tossing out ideas of uh, what to have for dinner. And I tossed out the cow kebab house. Um, you know, a couple other options. And then I mentioned pizza, and Kenna grabbed onto that one, and she said, pizza. And I said, okay, where do you want it from? And she said, Pizza Hut. (laughs) And I said, and like, we've had discussions about ordering Pizza Hut before. Um, You you know, just just talking about like, uh, you know, maybe we should give it a shot. You know, because for a while we were trying to work our way through every, every pizza joint in town. And give it a little a cheeky little review. Yeah. So we ordered the big dinner box. What? Okay. Now walk me through that. The big dinner box is two medium uh, pizzas, kind of like a Detroit style pizza. So it's a square and sure. it's like got a, a thicker, kind of crispier crust. Um, uh, like a half dozen breadsticks and your choice of either wings or pasta. And we've talked about this. You are not a wings guy. No. No, but Kenna is. Okay. And so uh, we chose the wings. Uh, Kenna is saving those for lunch today. What uh, what flavor of wings is Pizza Hut offering? Fuck if I know. Okay, because you know that wings come in flavors, right? Yes, I am aware of that. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, cool, 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 I, cool, 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 I, cool. It got to, I, or, I specialized my pizza, which was pepperoni. And <laughs> then I handed the phone to Kenna and said, go hog wild. And she got some sort of Hawaiian monstrosity, and I, I don't know what she did for the wings. I don't even know if you can pick wing flavors at Pizza Hut. Because it would not just... shock me if they're just like, it's wing flavored. <laughs> it's wings. It's chicken flavored. You it's know? wing flavored. Um, so, I, okay, when you hear Big Dinner Box, mm-hmm. rough, roughly how big do you think it is? From Pizza Hut? Yeah. How how if you don't mind my probing into your financial status, how, how expensive was this guy? The big dinner box on its own, I think, is like twenty six to thirty dollars. Oh, okay. Still yeah. thirty bucks at Pizza Hut. I would expect thirty bucks at Pizza Hut. I would expect a dinner's worth of food, like a I am stuffed. Yeah. Dinner's worth of food. I guess. I mean, how wide do you think the box is? Like the pizza it's, box? It's one box. Oh, oh. It's, it, yeah, because it's the big dinner it's box. It's the big dinner box. It's the big dinner box. Surely, I'm going to go hog wild and say this is a three foot box that is about six inches deep, loaded to the brim. Okay, so it is normal, normal pizza bo- box depth. But you are not too far off. It is about <laughs> a door's width. <laughs> it's 
like moving furniture it's so big you gotta tilt it sideways to get it in the door i opened the door and there was the delivery man with this very wide box and i had to stop myself from going fuck (laughs) i was not prepared for this and so i called kenna over and i was standing in in a hallway so she couldn't fully see the box I said, how wide do you think this motherfucker is? And she said, I don't know, pretty wide. And I just slowly <laughs> moved it. And I I hope from her perspective, it just kept going and going and going and going. It was like, I, I it's it's hard to get the... It can't even fit in frame, folks. It can't, it even, can't fit even fit in, in the Zoom frame. But yeah, basically a door's width. And my guy... It was good. Yeah, it was real good because you sometimes you just want a dog shit pizza. Well, I call it slutty pizza. Sometimes you just want yeah. you want to be fucked up. You want to get you fucked up by want pizza, like a low quality pizza. Yeah. Um, and boy, it hit the mark. Mm. It hit the mark in a big way. And it, and and I, it like between twenty and thirty dollars. That's you can't yeah. afford not to eat Pizza Hut, people. I know. I it's. I hate to admit it. It's a great deal. Yeah. Because we had a lot left over. Um, and uh, and then I followed that up with a donut because Kenna ordered donuts yesterday morning and she ordered six and Shipley sent us twelve. Oh so, man, you got bonus donuts. Oh hell yeah, we did. So followed that up with a sour cream donut. Otherwise, is... watch was pretty standard. <laughs> Can I just say, as a person of a celiac, mm-hmm. what you had would be my final meal. Pretty much. If yeah. I were to... I had, yeah. I did have hummus uh, with some carrots, because I was like, I have to have something nutritious. Yeah, I'm not worried about the nutrition. I mean, sometimes you just need a slutty meal, as established. Mm-hmm. You want to be a sure. little slutty. Uh, yeah, why not? Why not? Uh, but just all that... Between the Detroit-style pizza... Mm-hmm. Which has a thicker crust, as you've oh, mentioned. Yeah. Pretty yeah. thick. Thick boy. Uh and the donut. That's how I would go. And and breadsticks. I would just like put an Ayn Rand novel in my hands. Uh <laughs> consume mm-hmm. this Which meal. One? Uh probably the fountainhead to confuse okay, people. Poor choice. Yeah. Um and then uh go out in a blaze of glory. Do you think it would be a blaze of glory, though, Luke? It would be a blaze, I'll tell you yeah, that. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> blaze of shame, perhaps. Feeling my intestines uh, burn so hard that I self-immolate. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that was that was Pizza Hut. Nice. And I got to tell you, they're not wrong. You cannot out-pizza the hut. <laughs> I just wish... <laughs> that when the delivery guy had you open the door, I wish he'd gone. It's a thick boy. <laughs> <laughs> Here See, comes the, the gravy train. It's a real big boy. That that opens up the possibility, the interpretation for the for the delivery fellow, that I am talking about him. Yeah, which is not what I want. Oh, I wanted him to say this. Oh, oh, about me? Which, no, about the the delivery item. But see, here's the problem. He says, it's a thick boy, and I'm going to be like, the delivery guy called me fat. (laughs) And I tipped him real good. I don't don't know why he called me fat. Um, Or you could interpret it, what I thought you were going to say, is that you could interpret it as the delivery man commenting on the size of his member. Mm. Um, that's possible too. That's also a possibility. Here comes a thick boy. Mm-hmm. Thanks for the tip. Now let me give you mine. Yeah, yeah. Extra sausage, please. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we watched that. Kenna did actually watch like the entire movie with me. Damn. Um pretty unwilling. And then I played Starfield after. <gasps> what? Yeah, because you see, here's the thing. Um, I have Game Pass. Yeah. Uh, which is a phenomenal deal, get it. And um, with Game Pass, you know, the Ding Dang game is free. And you can start playing it like one day early, which I think is like the fifth. Yeah. However, if you upgrade to the premium edition 
for $30, you, you could start playing it August 31st. And my guy, I got suckered in. You, and I spent they $30. Got you. Here's the thing, though. Without Game Pass, it's $100. It's 100 so bucks. The premium edition? Yeah. Woof. What is... Yeah, so, back in my day, you could spend $20 on a game, or less if you went to GameStop. Well, sure, yeah. Uh, everybody's favorite stock, and then uh, grabbed it used. You mm-hmm. were looking at $20 or less for oh, a game. Yeah, well, I mean, again, these premium editions, you know? Yeah. They're, they're pricey. And collector's editions, those things are like $130. This isn't even the collector's edition? No, this is one that comes with, like... An extra pack, and you get to play it, like, basically a week early. Yeah, I wasn't going to do it, and I told myself, no, 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 not worth the $30 uh, to, to upgrade to the premium edition. And then I got real bad FOMO, and so I upgraded to the premium edition. It took, I'm not joking, about eight hours to download, because yeah. the signal to my Xbox is not very good. And the game is huge. Is about a hundred gigs. Yeah. And uh, I started installing it. Uh, I don't know, around like seven or eight p.m. And did I set an alarm for two in the morning to wake up to check on it so that I could turn the Xbox off? I did. I did do this. Was it ready it, by the time you got up? No, because it had <laughs> it had stalled out. Um, at like 95 out of 100 gigs. And yeah. so I restarted it, and it, it, it just resumed. And then I just stood there. I'm not joking. I stood in only my underwear in in the living room watching this thing install for 20 minutes. And Jesus. then I went to bed. Can I share a similar story about getting sure. up in the middle of the night? Also, yeah. really quick, was it worth the $30? Yeah, it was. Okay. It yeah, really yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. very good. Um, so th- I mentioned this Disney trading card game. Mm-hmm. It's called Lorcana. L-O-R-C-A-N-A. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's where my journey began. We went to the game store, uh, our, lo- our local uh, <clears throat> local game friendly store. Friendly Neighborhood Game Store. Yeah, Friendly Neighborhood uh, Magic Emporium one day, one morning. Uh, we get up really early. Mm-hmm. So we were there before it opened. Oh. Uh, as you do, you know, we pulled on the door and we we're like, ah, shit, it doesn't open until 10. Mm-hmm. We were there earlier than that. Uh, mm-hmm. How much earlier? Uh, not by much, by like okay. uh, 45 minutes, I think. Okay, I would call that much. <laughs> <laughs> I just assume places open at 9, but it makes sense that your local game mm-hmm. store would be like, who's going to be here? Yeah, what fucking idiot yeah. is going to show up here at 9 in the morning? Yeah, exactly. It was, it was us. Yeah. Um. Anyway, and then there was a guy. There were a couple people standing around, right? Mm-hmm. Weird. Yeah. Uh. And this yeah, guy strange. sees us pulling the door, and he's like, are you guys here for Lorcana? And I, I did not understand the syllables. It was one of those situations <laughs> where I was like, I understand English. I do not know what you just said. So I said, what is that? Then he explained, it's a Disney trading card game. Little did he know the trajectory I would go on from not knowing at all what this thing was mm-hmm. to buying a couple starter decks okay, to spending... Because uh, it go it was released in local game stores and then they did big box releases uh, on Friday, mm-hmm. last Friday. To going to every Target... Every Walmart and every Best Buy I could find on release day looking for more cards. Has anyone ever told you that you have a problem? I do have a problem, yes. And my problem is that I don't have enough Lorcana cards. No, I don't think that's the problem, my my friend. (laughs) The solution would have been if any of these places had Lorcana cards. Uh, They did not. I think they were trying to help you. Yeah, (laughs) like, no, please. Please no. Like, he, he, folks, he's sitting here like itching. Yeah, I'm itching. He's itching like he like he's <laughs> like he's got fucking heroin withdrawals. Yeah. Um. But where where it's going with this is that um the day of release, uh, it was a midnight release, right? Oh God. So what does your boy do? Well, 
So it's a timer for 11. Oh, no. Because East Coast time is uh, an hour ahead. Mm-hmm. So I'll set a timer for 11. I'll check all the online of available options, including Jeffrey Bezos's big, beautiful book warehouse. Mm-hmm. I'll check it at 11. Well, I check at 11. Nothing. Uh-huh. So I set a timer for an hour. And I check at midnight. Central time. Nothing. And I'm like, okay, I'm safe for a little bit because they're not going to do a Rocky Mountain time release. Did they do a Rocky Mountain time release? Uh, Rocky Mountain time release is a great title. <laughs> <laughs> I do like Rocky Mountain time release. All right. I'll write it down in a second. Anyway, uh, and so it's like, okay, I will set one more timer for Pacific time. And Sam, did I get up at 2 a.m. to look for cards yes i did were there any available on any anywhere so here's the deal best buy Mm -hmm. had the booster packs or the booster boxes listed Mm -hmm. it was listed as coming soon couldn't buy it well these motherfuckers at 2 a.m so 12 pacific time Uh immediately flipped it from coming soon to out of stock yeah yeah that that See, when I was hunting for a GPU during yes. the pandemic, it's that same life. It's that same life, exactly. Just waiting for product to show up mm-hmm. online, and it's not mm-hmm. coming. So anyway, long story short, Barnes & Noble hooked us up yesterday, of all places. Uh, hmm. They had a bunch of booster packs. I walked away with... Uh, I've never walked up to a counter before and said, how many do you have? And oh, then God. said, I'll take all of them. Okay, Luke, we delved into my finances. How much have you spent on this goddamn card game? Not much, is the actual answer. Uh, Sub $200. Okay, I, that's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot. <laughs> you, Hey, bud, you just balked at spending $100 on the premium edition of Starfield, True. which I didn't even do. Yeah. And you're sitting here saying, not much, I spent under $200. Like $200. That's not nothing. No, it's not. And to your point, I could have bought Starfield twice. Yes. Uh, basically. I mean, a little, you know, 1.75 times or whatever. Oh, my God, guy. Um, But it's a great game. It's really fun. Uh, collecting is fun. It's it's feeding my inner child, which my therapist says is good. So. Yeah. 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 It's not a, it's maybe, I don't know. Here's the deal. I sold all my Pokemon cards back in the day, right? Mm-hmm. I yeah. pulled a foil Charizard out of the first round of Pokemon cards. Bought a pack, pulled out a foil Charizard. Oh, damn. That guy today is like a $10,000 card. Fuck almighty. And I sold it to a kid in my neighborhood, my whole collection, for 50 bucks. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying Lorcana's going to be the same, but you never know. So you're calling this an investment? This is an investment in my future. It's, is that is that how you make it so you can sleep at night? Yes, that and I okay. play a lot of Lorcana, and it's pretty mm, great. Gotcha. So, hey, um, what is the plot of Street Kings? <laughs> this one's hard. Um, can I can I just describe the opening? Yeah, please, folks. We open on a grizzled, down on his luck. Keanu Reeves sleeping with a gun in his bed and wearing Guy Fieri's cast-offs. Guy, the, I wrote in my notes, the first outfit we see him in, oh, so good. It, it, is, it, is, it is a shirt that even Guy Fieri would go, no. That's too much. This too shirt? Too much. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and, and I'll let you take it from there. He does vomit. While he's brushing his teeth. Yeah, he's an alcoholic. Um, uh, and and then uh, I'll, I'll let you continue from there. But I felt it was important to note that he was wearing a shirt. But <laughs> yeah, like I wrote it in my notes. Guy Fieri thought was too much. Yeah, Guy Fieri would have balked at the shirt um, at any price. One dollar? I don't know. That's mm-hmm. still a lot oh, of shirt. Cool. That's a lot of shirt. It's I don't think I can pull that off. No. Um, this from a guy with up upward facing faded tips. Um, mm-hmm. tips faded tips reaching for the sky um, yes. anyway uh i it's really complicated and it's hard to break this one down so i'll just give you the sketch um mm-hmm. keanu reeves is 
a cop. Everybody in this movie is a cop for the most part. Yeah. Uh, we got Hugh Laurie. We got Forrest Whitaker. We got Keanu Reeves. We have other people. Um, everybody's a cop. Keanu Reeves is, we discover, uh, a widower is the correct term, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Um, so he's an alcoholic to deal with his pain. Uh, he's He was, at the beginning of the movie, an undercover cop, and he makes a big bust. But his whole deal is that he is basically John Wick, but if John Wick was a cop and none of this was okay. Yeah. Nobody killed much. his dog. He's just a cop that likes shooting people. He is a cop. Well, if recent history has taught us anything, that seems to be most cops. Yeah. Um, and then it just kind of gets worse from there. So he, his old partner, uh, played by Terry Crews, mm-hmm. um, he... There, he, he thinks he's narking on him about something. Mm-hmm. He ratted him out to Internal Affairs, so he goes to where Terry Crews is at this gas station. His character's name is Washington. He goes to beat the piss out of Washington, and then two guys come in with, like, I don't know, you'd know better, like, machine guns? Uh, so one of them is a Tech-9, <laughs> uh, which... I, actually, th- this is an important plot point for me personally. So one of them is a Tech-9, which is like a... a machine pistol mm-hmm. uh basically that it was not uncommon for um like gangsters to to use in like the 90s especially in like la like that's it's a common gun yeah the other one is using a grease gun okay. which you probably don't know no because it's a submachine gun from world war fucking two. Oh, what yeah it's it's like this really like it basically looks handmade yeah because it's like a a real clunky not very like pretty just kind of workhorse of a submachine gun that um like a, a lot of tank crews would use hence it being called a grease gun yeah and I don't know why the fuck anyone would be using that in the early 2000s L.A. I mean, it is funny because it's got a 1940s name. Like, ah, get the grease gun, son. Exactly. We gotta cap some Nazis. The thing is, I think the thing was developed in the 30s, if mm. not earlier. It is It is an old weapon. <laughs> like, to give you an idea of, like, how janky this thing is... There's a clear, on the back of every single one, there's a clear line where it's been welded. So it's two halves that just get welded together, and it's not, like, welded nicely or anything. It's just a big weld. Mm -hmm. That actually was very rewarding. Thank you for Gun Corner with Sam. You're welcome. Um, Anyway, two guys burst in. They do shoot Washington quite a lot. A lot. Like Boromir over here. They, They get him. And then they, they do leave, and Keanu comes over and says, stay with me, to a man who is more bullet than man at yeah, this point. Yeah, he's a cyborg in a way you don't want to be. <laughs> he's full of metal. <laughs> um, anyway, and then uh, during this exchange, Keanu Reeves accidentally, or intentionally, it's kind of hard to tell, I guess accidentally, shoots uh, Terry Crews in the back, friendly fire. Mm-hmm. So there's two shooters recorded three rounds like types of round yes that are found in his body this is kind of important because uh his commanding officer uh comes in and there's videotape or like surveillance footage of all this he says i'm gonna leave this it'd be great if this surveillance footage went away Mm -hmm. um and then you you know everybody knows what this looks like it looks like a hit that you perpetrated or like um, coordinated something. Yeah. Something. So we're, cause you didn't do anything. Counter use was like hiding behind some stuff. Right. Uh, full cover in D and D terms. Mm-hmm. Um, and anyway, thus begins this complicated investigation where Hugh Laurie is like head of internal affairs mm-hmm. and is like bringing the heat on Keanu. Keanu's trying to figure out what's going on. Chris Evans is here as a, as a uh, like a detective for internal affairs mm-hmm. and he's, i thought he was a homicide detective maybe he is i don't know 
Um, some, yeah, I think he is. I think you're right. He's a homicide detective. It doesn't matter. It's just it a huge convoluted web of cops being incredibly shitty. Um, Normal for cops. <laughs> and um, everybody's corrupt. Keanu, and it's hard to root for Keanu even because he's blowing people away as an M.O. And like lying about it in like yeah. debriefings. So like, like the the first thing we see him do is quite honestly a pretty pretty bomb ass action sequence. Yes, the action sequence it, it is conflicting. I have conflicting emotions about it because there's some John Wick shit in here. Oh yes, there is. Yeah. And so the the first thing we see is he like goes into this house unannounced, blows everyone away with no warning whatsoever. Um, and then later he's like, yeah, so I walked in, I announced myself, they fired at me, I shot, I this and that. And like, he stages it. So it looks like they fired at him and like, it's, it is pretty hard to root for him. Yeah. Cause like, mm, pretty crooked. And like halfway through the movie, they try to pivot it to where he realizes that everybody else is like, everybody else quote unquote is corrupt. Mm-hmm. And that he's like gonna try to avenge his ex partner's murder uh, by taking on these other cops and doing a lot of extrajudicial killings. Yeah, doing a lot of uh, outside the law bullshit. It, it's mm-hmm. just, and then in the end, uh, you find out, of course, his commanding officer was the one selling drugs, mm-hmm. building up the cookie jar. Um, Keanu Reeves shoots him. Then Hugh Laurie comes out and they talk about how. They got they got the bad guys in the police department, um, and then even then it's sort of corrupt because he's like, "You were the first one on scene." Yeah, he Laurie's like, "You weren't here until after it happened," and yeah. it's just like, "This is still bad." This is still bad. Yeah, every inch of this movie is pretty bad, which is why, uh, Sam, this movie is challenging. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I would say this movie is copy. 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 In all right, talk me through that one. Cop dash Y. Oh, <laughs> it's propaganda, is what you're. Uh... I don't even think I would call it copaganda. Yeah. Um, it's just very copy. Yeah, it's it's cops doing shit to. Lots of innocent, well, lots of people who deserve a trial. And then Mm -hmm. um, to themselves, it's just like an internal struggle. And I got to tell you something. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. Maybe it's because I haven't watched a lot of cop movies in a while for obvious reasons. Man, they really kind of show their asses in this, huh? Because it's always like every cop movie, every single one. Where it's like trying to lionize cops because they all are. Who's the villain in all of these? It's internal affairs. Yeah. You know, the group that's supposed to like investigate wrongdoing in police departments. Mm-hmm. They're the ones who are always like, oh, fuck those guys. And it's like, well, hold on. Yeah. You take one step back and you, and you recognize like, actually, no. Internal, the concept of internal affairs is a good thing. Yes. It's like being at your job and being like, fuck HR. Fuck those people. Yeah. Fuck like an ombudsman. Yeah. You know, in any, any way to like, uh, like search out and, and deal with wrongdoing is bad. It's bad. It's just like all these movies. I realized watching this one are very much advocating for cops should be able to do everything they want to do with impunity. Yeah. Yeah. Which is where we are now. Yeah. I mean, he literally says Keanu, he's talking, he has like a nurse girlfriend who patches Mm -hmm. him up all the time because he keeps getting shot. Um, Yeah. And I don't know why she's with this guy Mm -hmm. uh, because he says stuff like, and I quote, we're cops. We can do whatever the hell we want. Chilling. Chilling. Bone chilling Absolutely stuff. chilling. Which is why I turned the movie off after a little mm-hmm. while. That's fair. 
Uh, I was too hyped up on Pizza Hut. Because uh, remember, you can't have Pizza the Hut. <laughs> you can't. Thank you, Pizza Hut, for your money. This episode sponsored by Pizza Hut. Uh, mm-hmm. And still McCormick. Uh, yeah. Every every episode. Because they... Uh, I just realized we didn't talk about that on the podcast. No, so we talked just... about that in person at, at a party that we went <laughs> <laughs> McCormick has a full product placement in Disney's Haunted Mansion. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I like to think that they would also sponsor our piddly little podcast. Um, it wouldn't shock me. It wouldn't shock point. me. Yeah. So they just pay us to talk about these wonderful, lovely uh, spices that you can use to cook, um, make mm-hmm. your food even better. Uh, sure. Yeah. Um, what the fuck were we talking about? Uh, this movie. Oh, yeah. I will say, when Hugh Laurie first showed up in a hospital, I was like, wait a second. Yes. I got really... house crossover? I got really excited for a second. I was like, oh, shit. Dr. Gregory House. House. (laughs) Who's here checking on Keanu, who, in this movie, gets shot multiple times and handles it about as calmly as I do when my cats bite me, which is to just go, hmm. Yeah. It's it's so strange how chill this guy is with getting shot. It's like, you know how if you're a beekeeper and eventually, assuming you don't have allergic reactions, you kind of get used to bee stings or like mm-hmm. you just sort of, it's whatever, you build up an immunity to it. Um, mm-hmm. That's him and bullets. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. You get shot yeah. enough times, you build up an immunity to having lead shoved into your body. Mm-hmm. At high speed. At high speed. And uh, you're good. That's what nobody yeah. talks about. Yeah. Yeah. You just really got to put in the time. Yeah. Um, okay. Can I say really quick that I have six notes? Ooh, okay. That's challenging. Yeah. Um, I actually took a, a decent number of uh notes here um so kind of in our first interaction that we see with with keanu he's trying to sell uh a light machine gun uh to a couple gangsters yes and first of all wild that he would choose i I think it's a a 1918 Browning. It's, it's yeah. Like a, it's, it's like a mounted machine gun, <laughs> um, which is a wild choice. And he says some pretty rank shit. He says he's. It's okay. So throughout this movie, people call him a racist. Mm-hmm. He says very racist stuff. Yeah. And then that's all in addition to everything else that he's doing in this movie. And they never disprove the racist part. It, I gotta tell you, in fact, Terry Crews early on is like, you're a racist. And Keanu goes, yes, I am. He verbatim says, I am. Yeah. I don't know. Says, I mean, he could have, you could make the argument that he's like being facetious. I don't but, know. We, I, we like almost, he shoots one white guy. Yeah. And a and a lot of a lot of non-white people. A lot of non-white people get hurt in this movie mm-hmm. at his hand. Yeah. So, in this conversation with these two gangsters trying to buy a 1918 Browning, um, he he says, "You boys like pussy, don't you?" Yeah. Which is, it's not the intonation, but I got to tell you, it is a weirdly kind way to ask. Um. Uh, a horrific question. Yeah. But I'm stuck on another comment he made. I'm yeah. not going to say the whole statement because it's wretched. Yeah. But he does say... Uh, I know where you're going. You drive Jew. You drive Jew. You drive Jew. And Luke, this has lived rent-free in my head. <laughs> what the fuck is driving Jew? I don't because, know. Because it can't be... It can't be the manufacturer of car because, to my knowledge, well, let's break it down. Yeah. So it, it sure shouldn't BMW or Volkswagen. It's not BMW or Volkswagen. <laughs> can't be those. Which I think Prob- is probably, I don't know why, but I feel like that's what he meant. I, I, I don't know how it could be, though. Is because it? Because yeah. 
funnily enough, I sent you an Instagram post this morning yeah. of uh, someone who responded to uh, uh, like BMW's Twitter asking, what's your favorite photo of BMW with an old metal with BMW above it and a swastika? Yeah, it's grim stuff. We all know the history of BMW and mm-hmm. Volkswagen, the people's car. Yeah, um, so it, it also, I think, can't be uh, Mercedes. Because they're they're in there. Yeah, I think Mercedes is was neutral during the war, but we all knew where Mercedes was Wait, leaning. Didn't didn't they make one of Hitler's cars? Yeah, they did. Yeah. <laughs> it's not that neutral for my friend. Well, again, neutral technically, but technically, yeah, <laughs> they would have made a car for Winston Churchill if he asked. If he'd asked for it. So I think we also have to rule out. British car makers like uh, Land Rover and ja- Jaguar. Jaguar. Yeah, I think I know and, who and the manufacturer many, is, but I want to go through the full list. Because they did expel the Jews from England yeah. a ways back. A ways back. And I don't think they ever apologized, actually. I don't think anybody... Well, we got Benjamin Disraeli. Does that count? He converted to, so. uh, to the... Episcopal or the Church of England, so I don't know that that really counts in any sense. No, I don't think so. And it's not an apology, though we are asking the Brits to apologize, which is not something they'll ever do. No, <laughs> they have a a glorified warehouse full of things that they need to apologize for. Mm-hmm. And they never will. And they never will. Um, it can't be a Japanese car manufacturer, according to my grandfather. So uh, that rules out a lot. I think I know. Also, I don't. It sure shit ain't Ford. It's not Ford, Chevy, or Buick, or Cadillac. Um, GMC. GMC, nah, nothing American. I don't think. Which leaves exactly one manufacturer that I think we can all agree is. Yeah. Is it Hyundai? It's not Hyundai. Oh, because I believe they're South Korean. They are South Korean. They are Korean cars. So. That's okay. That's okay. That one's fine. But I think there's a real... I think there's specifically a vehicle manufacturer. Uh, <sighs> and I think it's weird because, speaking of World War II, neutral. But today, I think they cater to a specific market. Sam, it is Volvo. Volvo? Yeah. Oh, I hadn't considered Volvo. I frankly forgot Volvo. What if... What if you have the country right, but the brand wrong? Oh. It is, in fact, the defunct Saab. Saab. It is totally Saab. <laughs> it is Saab. <laughs> Former airplane manufacturer turned car dealer. Saab. Turned failed car dealer. <laughs> turned failed car dealer. It's important to know. Yeah. Saab. Saab, man. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Got um, it. So he drives a very nice sob. He drives a a hundred thousand dollar sob. <laughs> Which I, I think actually would be a plane at that point. It would just be a plane. He drives a plane that's been converted into a car. Mm-hmm. Um there was another weird thing in this opening scene. Um that grabbed me, which was he's going through this house doing some extrajudicial killings, and the last person he kills is a man in a towel and like a like a lone uh uh, uh a, lone a, ranger a lone ranger style like yes bandit mask yeah just over the eyes. Never explained. No explanation. No explanation required, man. I do require an explanation, <laughs> my friend. Why is he wearing nothing but this little bandit mask? He looked like it's like a raccoon mask. Yeah. I have no fucking clue. It's it's a weird because here's the deal. The rest of the movie, it's not there's no playing for laughs in this movie. No. There's mm-hmm. no humor in this movie at all. No. So why is this guy dressed up like the Lone Ranger? Uh or like a Zorro. It's kind of like a little Zorro mask. Yeah, sort of. Sort of well, is Zorro like a whole bandana I think covering de- half? I think depending on the version, sometimes Zorro mm. has a bandana and a leather mask oh, that he okay. wears. Depends on your Zorro. Kind of like in uh, Princess Bride. 
Princess Bride. Yes. Yeah. 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 Anyway. Sorry, I always get Princess Bride and Princess Diaries not mixed up in my head, but the titles mixed up. Yeah. Oh, hey, you and me both. And they're very different. So pretty different movies. Yeah. They're both pretty good. Both pretty good. Both of which you can hear us talk. No, that's the other podcast. Yeah, one of them's the other podcast. One's our Patreon. Yeah. yeah, let's let's move on. Um, so I I do want to say we have uh, John Corbett here with the worst facial hair I've ever seen. It's pretty bad. It is the ugliest Van Dyke, which is already a pretty ugly sort of style. It's a look. Can we bring that back? Can you imagine having to take someone seriously with a Van Dyke? Oh, like you're at, you're at the bank and the teller has a full Van Dyke, mm-hmm. which is to say it's not very full because it's a Van Dyke. It's a Van Dyke, yeah. <laughs> I don't think I think I you gotta go to a different bank. You say I'm withdrawing all my money right now. Yeah. No matter how much it is, and you go to a different bank and they're like, "Why'd you Why'd you do that?" And it's like, "Well, I went and the teller had a had a complete Van Dyke." Yeah, and then their manager walks around the corner. What's he rocking? It's a, Van a full Dyke. Van no. Dyke. <laughs> I want all my money back. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. Um, I realized what kind of movie this is. Mm-hmm. This is not just a dad movie. This is a conservative dad movie. This is a conservative dad movie. This is a Republican dad movie. Yeah. Um, because there's, because you know me, I love a dad flick. Yeah. Wasn't having a great time here. Yeah. Um, but I, I can tell you, you got a thin blue line flag and you got a kid, you love this movie. You're going to be so into this. If your oh, primary yeah. like cultural touchstone is the Punisher, you <laughs> love the Punisher. You're going to have a great time with this flick. If you think Don't Tread on Me in a good way, uh, you you will have a party. Yeah. Uh, for this one right here. Um, you'll have uh, Keanu's horrible little monologue statement tattooed on your face. Yeah. Uh, uh, okay. I... Hmm. Hmm. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, he we see him drink four little airplane vodkas. Yeah, that's his his go to. Weirdly, is not like mm-hmm. a handle of something. It's like, yeah, I guess it's yeah, more little portable. Mini bar size. Yeah, little mini bar yeah. sized vodkas. I was hoping that he would keep doing it throughout the film, but they they dropped off pretty quickly. They don't make a weirdly. They don't talk enough about how he's. Not only doing horrible cop shit, but he's also drinking on the job and driving everywhere, and everyone's kind of like, "You gotta dry up," and and getting drunk right before he goes and shoots people. Yeah, it's a uh, it's 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 odd. Um, we also see someone have beer and Fruit Loops. Yes, I actually wrote in my notes beer and cereal. Now let's talk about this. As Sam- a cereal aficionado, yeah. I don't think beer's gonna be good. And see, as a former beer aficionado, I don't think adding Fruit Loops to your beer is yeah, gonna I, is gonna enhance the flavors. I think you could find a, a beer and cereal combo that's gonna work. I don't think that's Fruit Loops. I don't think Fruit Loops works in any combination. Incorrect. So, um, I don't know if I've told you or our listeners about the midweek mix-up. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, I eat cereal for breakfast every day. Yes. And every weekday I have cinnamon life. And at some point I decided, you know, it would be fun if every Wednesday I mixed up two <laughs> different cereals, uh, just, living, just to see what happened. Living on the edge over oh, here. Yeah. It's wild shit. It's every just criminal. Wednesday? Just Wednesday. Now weekends i just have my sugary cereals but wednesday is reserved for the midweek mix them up where i mix up different cereals okay uh about a year ago 
I mentioned this to friend of the podcast, Adrian. Yeah. And she decided she too would begin doing the midweek mix-em-up. And we have continued every Wednesday morning. I send Adrian a photo of my mix-up and she sends me a photo of hers. Yeah. Many hours later when she wakes up uh, or just eats cereal. And uh, she went through a period that, uh, or really a, a game show called Will It Loop? Where she purchased a number of uh, cereals to go along with Fruit Loops, and there wasn't a bad one in the bunch, apparently. Maybe Fruit Loops. Fruit Loops go well with basically anything. Maybe Fruit Loops are the Omni food. So, yeah, maybe they have enough, like, different notes. Yeah. They would go well with beer. Maybe they would. There's only one way to find out, and Sam, it can't be me. Sadly, my drinking days, I had to retire, so. Well, that and the cereal would cause you quite the gastric grief. It's true. Some cereals, like, I can eat Reese's Puffs. Can uh, you? Yeah, because they are gluten-free. They're corn-based. Anything that's corn-based. Mm. Uh, gotcha. Rice Krispies are fine. But, yeah, like, mm-hmm. my favorite Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Can't do it anymore. That sucks, because they've got a, a Trace Leches I know. Toast Crunch that is phenomenal. I, I paused know. off a box this morning. and Oh, oh, yeah. oh it's good. There's also uh, an apple pie toast crunch that I'm going to crack open tomorrow. I'm pretty pumped about. Yeah. Man, again, really living on the edge over there. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm a, I'm a absolute wild man. You're a party animal. Um, so, John Corbett, later in the movie, uh, before he thankfully dies, um, is saying some rank stuff, but is bragging about popping Viagra. Yeah. And I don't necessarily think we need to have a lot of shame about erectile dysfunction but i also don't think maybe you should brag about popping viagra it's a weird one it's it's okay imagine let's have a little conversation hey sam how's Uh it going pretty good how are you oh i just popped 100 milligrams of viagra Uh uh-huh how do you feel in this moment upset yes yeah i'm just upset scared confused like like is a hundred milligrams a normal amount, or is it is it a lot? Is it just a little? Like I don't have any frame of reference. I don't either. But I, but I know your dick is kind of not working. If well, it works not completely not working. It works if now. You tell me that. Well, yeah. good. I mean, with a hundred milligrams, which could be way too much. <laughs> yeah, I think that's exactly what he says in the movie. But it's a very yeah. good point that. I have no frame of reference for how much Viagra that actually is. That could be... I'm going to look it up right now. Okay. What is the normal... Oh, your internet ads are about to get fucking wild, my friend. Dose of Viagra. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. It's... It's on the higher end. So it can be prescribed in doses for... 25, 50, and 100 milligrams. So John Corbett's dick pretty definitively is not working great. It's not going great. You know, Viagra's an option. I've also heard that therapy, sometimes there's mental blockers Mm -hmm. you may need to work through. Sure. I don't think John Corbett's going to go that route. I think instead he's going to slam a horse-sized pill of Viagra. Yeah, the actual maximum dose. The maximum dose. Viagra. Um, and then he's, he's, uh, going to do some horrible shit. So, yes, yes. Um, speaking of ads, I got to tell you something. Yeah. Are the current way ad algorithms work is makes no sense. Mm. So, um, my wife's birthday was a few weeks ago Yeah. and I got her some flowers from urban stems. Um, and after I made the purchase, I became bombarded yeah. with ads for urban stems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, fuckers, I already made the purchase. You're clearly on my radar. Why do I need more ads? Same thing happened when I got these here new glasses. Got a lot more ads for Zenny. Yeah. I already bought them. Yeah. I, why Why would you send me the ad now? That's wasted ad money. You know if what I mean? Anything, if anything, Warby Parker should be sending me ads. Yeah. Saying, oh, this fucker buys glasses. Because his eye's no good. So, let's try to get him over to our side. 
Uh, but they don't do that. They just send you ads for shit you've already purchased. Yeah. And I don't get it. Yeah, clicks and conversions, man. Someone's missing some clicks and conversions. The old C and C. Yeah. Um. W- would you like um a bit of a dad joke that I that I had at it's, the end of the movie? Yes, please. So towards the end of the movie, uh, John Corbett is about to execute. Keanu Reeves and uh, Keanu is crawling into uh, the freshly dug grave where they're going to stuff his body. Yeah. And John Corbett is laughing and is making fun of him and is talking some shit. And Keanu really sells him on his desperation. And uh, he, he gets John Corbett hook, line, and shovel. That's not even... (laughs) He kills him with a shovel, for those who... Yeah, he stoves his head in with a shovel. All right, I'll give it to you. He gets him hook, line, and shovel. That is the best I could come up with. (laughs) Um, The only other thing I had was, how the fuck is Forrest Whitaker adding money to his wall? Yes, because it's paneling. Um, Yeah, it's just... It's his whole wall. It's his whole wall. So he released at the end of the movie. He's like, tear it down, tear down the wall and in his house. And they can't reuse does. And there's like several million dollars worth of cash and drugs and stuff. But yeah, is he tearing it down, shoving in a new wad and then having a contractor come through and like repanel the wall, which is so expensive. So at that point, what you're doing is you're putting money in and then, you're going, hold on, I gotta set some aside for the work yeah. that has to be done here. Or did he become very good at, or, at putting up walls? Unless. Unless. He's in the attic. He's in the attic, dropping it down. Dropping it down into the walls. Dropping it down into the walls. Which that is makes... highly impractical, because what if you need some of it? I I guess you'd get one of those grabbers. Yeah, you get like a trash grabber or yeah. old people. <laughs> and you go up into the attic. You're like, hold on, I got to make the mortgage payment. And you reach down in there and you pull it out. Yeah. It's, I, it's, I hadn't truly processed that. It's bananas. Mm-hmm. His it is, storage system. Because he keeps talking about how like basically he's been like siphoning it away from the police force for a long time. Yeah. And how it's been like used over the past few years to like defend shitty cops and stuff yeah so like yeah he's having to go into this stash yeah with some frequency and so it does beg the question how are you getting there Forrest Whitaker how are you doing it like why wouldn't why wouldn't you do like a false panel or uh, like or a painting that like you is on hinges that you can like open or yeah, something yeah or like behind a bookcase yeah, uh, or under some floorboard, you know, stuff that works. Yeah, or a storage unit. Just get a fucking storage unit. Yeah. <sighs> Look, would you like an email? I would love an email. What you got, my friend? <clears throat> well, let me get this pulled up. It. Uh, okay, so uh, we received an email uh, titled "Swedish Listener Third Time Food Edition" from Emma. Hell yes. Emma writes, Hello, Emma here, back again to grace you with my knowledge of the country that is Sweden. First, congratulations to Sam on the baby. So happy for you and McKenna. Wish you all the best with the little one and that McKenna has an easy, uh, has as easy as possible a pregnancy. Well, uh, Emma, thank you very much. Uh, we're very excited and, and things are going well. Second, a part of me kind of uh, does not want to tell you what we Swedes eat at Christmas, since your version just sounds better, but when it comes to drugs, Sweden is still more judgy on that, including weed. <laughs> and third, there are some variations depending on where you live, so I may have missed something. For example, I live in Norbottens, Ian, uh, Norbottens County, which is the most north area in Sweden, so I have Whoa. some dishes with moose in it. My relatives, brother, and parents are moose hunters. Okay, this is fucking fascinating. This is legit. Are you kidding me? So, Emma, do you, like, not see the sun for half of the year? 
Probably. It, yeah. Yeah. This is phenomenal. Okay. Uh, hope this is somewhat of an interesting read. Well, Emma, you've already knocked our fucking socks off, so... Yeah. Okay. An incomplete list of what you may find on a Swede's table on Christmas that is December 24th. One, pickled herring. Lots of them, in different tastes and all. Okay. Uh, two, potatoes, either mashed or just boiled. Are Okay. Question about the boiled potato. Are they seasoned or do, are you just eating bland ass boiled potatoes? I don't here? think you're going to like the answer to that uh-oh, one. Uh oh. Uh oh. Three, homemade meatballs. Nothing beats a classic. Uh, four, hard boiled eggs in halves. Honestly, I don't know why, but sometimes we add some mayo and roe on it. That sounds pretty terrible. Oh, I'd nosh that. Are you kidding me? I'd, I'd rather get hit by a shovel. By a Volvo? A Volvo, yes. <laughs> Five. Jensen's Freshstelze. I'm going to pronounce everything like it's German. Direct translation is Jansen's Temptation. Ooh. It's made with potatoes, anchovies, greta, onions, and strawbrot. The taste is uh, something that is interesting, so if you have a chance to try, I would recommend to start with a small bite. I can guarantee it would be small, Emma. Yeah, I also just want to say that um, I have sampled many cultures' cuisines. Mm -hmm. Anytime someone from said culture says, this one's interesting, Mm -hmm. you're rolling the dice. You're really rolling the dice. Yeah. Uh, let's see, six, sandwich toppings like cheese, ham, and vegetables. My family also have cold moose meat that either has been cooked in a slow cooker or uh, in the oven the day before. Hmm. Uh, so you can do moose meat like a like a deli meat? Like thinly sliced? That would, can, imagine going into a New York deli. <laughs> Next, hi, can I get five pounds of thinly sliced moose meat, please? <laughs> moose? <laughs> Uh, phenomenal. That would be fantastic. Uh, seven, gravlocks. Uh, eight, soft bread. And nine, yulmust. This one is difficult to explain. It's a soft drink, soda, and it's tasty, but I cannot describe it. Hmm. Also want to add that if you don't have, uh, the time nor the energy to make anything from scratch, store-bought is also fine. And while we're on the topic of food, let me just tell you, uh, if you're gonna open a can of Sostromung, do it underwater. I knew that one. Yes. Yeah. Uh, do it underwater to avoid the worst smell. Yeah. Apparently, you're supposed to eat it with potatoes, sour cream, and chopped onion on a tundrod, Swedish version of a flatbread. Never eaten it, so I cannot recommend it based on my own experience. I have some difficulty with sweet, uh, seafood, so I rarely eat it. Thank you for reading this email, and hope that you all... Have a wonderful day every day, Emma. Thank you, Emma, yeah. so, so much. This Emma, is incredible. Taksamuket, I think is how you Swedes would say thank you very much. Tusen uh, tak. Mm. That was fantastic. Danke. Uh, um, and then we have another email here. Uh, this says, note to self, proofread before sending. Hello again. In the last email, I sent you I forgot to make some sense, like not translating some words like Greta, cream, and Strobrot, breadcrumbs. I am very sorry about that. And can I blame my ADHD on this one? Yes, you can. Hope this helps, and have once again a nice day. Emma. Thank you, Emma. I I love it. I I love love it it every time. Thank you for emailing so much. Yes. It really, it makes my day that much more light and happy. Uh, mm-hmm. And I get to rattle off very bad Swedish or Norwegian at you. Uh, yeah, and I, and hope I get it to makes just, you happy. <laughs> and I get to Germanize it. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Uh, well, Luke, uh, you want to talk about what we're watching next week? Yes, please. Okay. So I I did double check it. Uh, I just want to make sure I'm saying the right one. Next week we will be watching the 2000 hit film "The Day the Earth Stood Still." Interesting. Do you know this movie? No. Okay, what do you think it's about? Okay, one sentence. I think the Earth stops rotating. Everyone is flung off into space. It's interstellar. 
mm. but sort of a disaster movie. Oh, okay. Um, <clears throat> mine, mine might be a little more than one sentence. Okay. Um, Keanu Reeves uh, is older and is giving an interview uh, about a, a magnificent awareness campaign that he did as, as a younger person. And so we flash back to a younger Keanu played by Sheldon from the Big Bang Theory mm-hmm. as he tries to raise awareness of leg cramps. And this culminates in one day where everyone on the planet stands perfectly still for five minutes at the same time. Nice. Kind of like Hands Across America. Yeah, uh, but for Charlie Horses. Yeah, I can also say I have to pee so bad, and that mm. was torture. The mm. fact that that was more than one sentence. Oh, I'm very sorry, but it's okay. I, I needed I needed Sheldon from the Big Bang Theory to play a young <laughs> Keanu Reeves. It was worth it. Yes. Uh, well, folks, thanks for listening to another episode of Hanksy Panksy. You can find us on Facebook at Hanksy Panksy Podcast. You can find us on Instagram at Hanksy Panksy Pod. You can send us an email at HanksyPanksyPod at gmail.com. We're also on Blue Sky as Hanksy Panksy uh, over there. Uh, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash HanksyPanksy. We've got a lot of fun stuff over there. We're working on getting caught up on some of our monthly episodes. And uh, we don't use Twitter anymore. Uh, Luke... Uh, oh, and uh, chuck us enough money on the Patreon, you'll be one of Hanks' heroes. That's talking Daniel. And fellas, I will not hit you in the face with a shovel. Luke, uh, do you have a final quote? I do. And once again, I'm going to give a different line read. Sure. Because uh, it's said by Forrest Whitaker, but I think it's better said with a different accent and a different intonation, which is, you got to hold your mud. <laughs> <laughs> perfection yeah well folks thanks for listening to another episode of hanksy panksy honor among reeves we'll be back next week with 2008's the day the earth stood still